hello, welcome to another wonderful episode of Death Party. I'm Eric, over there is Vanya. Hello! So, Vanya, how you been? Pretty terrible, actually. Oh, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I got the flu. Oh, not the so flu. that was really, really fun. And, um... Just when I thought it was over, and I was feeling better, uh, I just—I guess I'm getting like sinuses now. I guess that's part of it. So, if I have some cough and a little bit of sinuses, so if I sound weird or weirder than usual, yeah, because you usually <laughs> sound pretty weird. So, what are you developing? I am developing two rolls of color in C41. Two rolls of color in C41. That's pretty cool. Now, yes. But developing <laughs> color is pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. no, it really is, usually. Uh, you know, just date your chemicals and don't push it. Yeah, I actually started with color. I know. That is so well, weird. Well, black and white confused me because there were so many different... Uh, you know, combinations, so many different kinds Ooh. of developers, so many different times, so many different temperatures that I just didn't know. I didn't know what to do. But color was easy. It was just a very simple formula that you followed every single time. Yeah. Yeah, it really, it really made me happy. So, yeah, my color rolls uh, that I'm doing is from the newly acquired Weathermatic that you guys gave me for my birthday. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yes. So, it, I just put in, I have like, maybe two bricks left of Fuji Color 100. Okay. It was um, an expired box that I got of like, I don't, know, I don't know, like 60 rolls of it, and it's 12 exposures. Okay, so these are like the pain in the ass rolls. Well, they're like good tester rolls. They are, yes. It's fun, and sometimes I only want, I Honestly, I didn't even shoot all 12 in the water. So, yeah, sometimes it, it, it works out to my benefit. That's true. That is true. I did leave you a brick of it in your car. You did, yeah. When we were traveling, uh, <laughs> the day I left, I, I opened up some stuff in the back of my car. Like, oh my god, there's a brick of film. So yes, you did. And I still actually have, I have one roll left of that. Oh, good. Yeah. How have they been coming out? Oh, I love it. It's Fuji 100. Yeah. Yeah, I it's really good stuff. Yeah, I, I really, really like it. it. So, and the other role that I'm uh, developing is a role of my mother's film. From, like, so, long ago? Yeah, it could be. Okay. Um, it just really depends. So, my mom's pretty organized uh, for the most part, and what she would do is she had this little, like, dark bag, and she would put all her unexposed rolls of film in there, and yeah. when she had a chance, she would develop them. Oh, wow. Not herself she would no. go get them developed yeah but as you know money and time and you know things not being so like accessible a lot of things got missed sure so what i like to do is take a roll and develop it and see what's on there I, and i haven't done it in a while i try to do it like once every couple months hmm. so i get lucky sometimes and i get to see pictures that you know have been completely forgotten 
and that's really neat and super fun. Yeah. So I actually had Marley pick a roll out of the bag this time. Oh, cool. So that's in there. And too. what what emulsion is that? It's Kodak Gold Max 400. That's a great mom emulsion, isn't it? Isn't it? It's so... <laughs> it's such a mom emulsion. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. You just blew my mind right now. <laughs> mom emulsion. Well, it kind of is. My mom shot it. Okay, so enough about my stuff. I want to hear what you got going on over there. I've got going on some weird, some weird thing, which I guess is kind of my norm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm developing. Well, okay. First off, I'm developing a roll of one twenty HP five. So so far, not very weird. This is pretty normal. Okay. It's just regular HP five. I shot it at four hundred. I'm developing it at four hundred. It's very very simple. I'm using road and all. It's just your 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 basic. Now, where it comes not so basic is I got myself a 6x7 back that fits on a Graflock thing. No. <laughs> so let me explain that because I can't explain it with dumb words that I'm using. So basically Graflock backs are on, are on large format cameras, a lot of them. They originated on the Graflex camera as you can tell by the, the horrible name. And so what the Graflex backs are, are two tiny, tiny little like pieces of metal that kind of slide over something. And that what they slide over is a new back. So normally on a, on a Graflex, you have the ground glass that you look through. Well, you mm-hmm. can take that off and you can put on another back. And a lot of times it's a 120 back. So you can shoot 120 film on a 4x5 camera. Oh, cool. They also made... Um, made it for like Polaroid pack film so that if you're shooting in a studio or whatever you can test your lighting with the Polaroid with the Polaroid. Uh, they made it for large format film packs as well so you could use it with that. Uh, it works great with the Graflex because you can use the rangefinder and, and yeah. focus with that. So how are you focusing with your 4x5 camera? Then you're using the Intrepid, I'm assuming. Right? I am using it the Intrepid. The Intrepid has a very rudimentary Graflock back which is kind of a, a weak point of the camera. I'm looking into modding it a little bit to get it to be a tiny bit better, but we'll see if I succeed. We, well, what you have to do with the Intrepid is you have to focus through the ground glass because there is no rangefinder and there's no way yes. to, if you, even if you had a rangefinder, there's no way to measure it. It's, it's a view camera, so you've got to kind of focus it with your eyeballs. And so I focus it through the ground glass and then I get it all set and all right, everything locked down and then I take the ground glass off and I put the graph, I put the six by seven back on it and lock it in place and hope for the best. So mine is a six by seven back because I love six by seven format. It's probably my favorite uh, 120 format. They did make them for in six by nine and they also made them in six by six and they made backs for 70 millimeter film, like the, like the big motion picture film. Oh, cool. Yeah, you can get 50 shots out of that, which seems a little excessive. What it does is it, it kind of crops your image to just the center. And okay. so if you focus and you take a, a large format photo and then you put the film back on it, what you're going to be getting is just a crop of the center of your photo. And that's not all that interesting because you could just do that in any kind of photo editing software, just, just crop you right in, the, right in the middle. So what I've been doing is I've been taking a 4x5 shot, focusing it the way I normally do. I usually use F64, try to get everything in focus, you know, just kind of make it a real crystal clear and crisp picture. I really like that. What I've been doing then is 
taking the same angle, same lens, and refocusing it after I'm done taking the 4x5. I refocus it, and I, I try to highlight things in the scene, uh, okay. making them in focus while maybe making other things out of focus. Like if I wanted to uh, direct your attention to a certain part of the frame, maybe a door or a window or a rock or a mountain or whatever, I would make sure that that's in focus and maybe blur things in the edges. So did you like mark your ground glass, like tape it down to where, so you know exactly what you're shooting? Well, you see, ideally uh, that would be the best thing to do. Okay. Uh, I have not. I've not done that. <laughs> uh, some ground glass actually comes with those measurements. Oh, cool. Um, mine does not. So, but you have like a grid, don't you? I have a grid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I can probably eyeball it. I know it's it's basically center. I like grids. I love grids. Grids there's, are great. <laughs> there's nothing more satisfying than a good grid. <laughs> nothing. It's so true. Oh, I love it. So what this is essentially allowing me to do is I kind of have a new camera in a way. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one more thing to keep track of, which I do joyous, joyously. I love keeping track of things. And it just, it makes, it makes me use the intrepid in ways that I wouldn't normally use it. I normally don't really fuck with the focus like that. Yeah. And with the, with the smaller frame, I really have to like move the camera around. I have to contort it into these weird positions. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Uh, it sounds like it. I really am. It's making me use it like twice as much as I would be normally. So question, yeah. does that mean you're not going to be carrying a bunch of medium format cameras around? I don't know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> because I could see that as like a minimal, I mean, not large format is definitely not like a minimalist. Oh, it's pack, not. No. But I could see it eliminating bringing a medium format camera. No, I don't think so because it's a different thing. With large format, or sorry, with with medium format cameras, you have straight focus. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do some things with the aperture to give yourself a bit more, you know, a bit more or less depth of field. But you have okay. one focus really. And with large format view cameras, you can mess with the focus. You know, you can wiggle it around quite a bit. Yeah which you really can't do with, with almost all medium format cameras. Uh, they do make like a tilt-shift lens for the Mamiya's, but those are ridiculously expensive. Really? And, I yeah. didn't even know that existed. It does. Look into it. It's interesting, but, I mean, it's really salty. <laughs> yeah, I had, okay. a six, I had a 6x9 before, and I took some pictures with it. I wasn't impressed with it because I was using it with a Graflex. And because the Graflex doesn't give you a lot of options for focus and for, like, you know, with movements, really. Yeah, like tilt and all that, yeah. It, it doesn't give you much at all. So it really was just a crop of the photo I just took. Uh, so I ended up selling that and the, and the Graflex, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> but now that I have a camera that does have movements and a really nice view camera, I can take advantage of that. Yeah. You know, I can move it in ways where you you couldn't with a 4x5 even because the image circle, the image circle is the uh, the light that comes out of the, the back, com- that, the light that comes out of the ass end of the lens that, that goes onto <laughs> your uh, film. Yes. If you move it too much, that the edge of that circle will show on your film. And, you, you, of course, you don't want that. So you can't, you can move it a lot, but you know, after a certain point, you can't. But because... 
because my frame is a lot smaller, I can move it a lot more. Mm-hmm. And so my focus can be more extreme. Now you can also overdo it. Um, this is my third roll that I've shot with it. You've seen my first one. I did. Yes, and your, your opinion of it was not high. <laughs> That's not true. There were, there were good pictures. They were really good pictures, and I liked a lot of them. Uh-huh. I, uh, I, there, there's a butt coming here, isn't there? Possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, I think I what I said was the ones that you did the tilts. I yes. felt like maybe the subject matter wasn't exactly right for it. Mm-hmm. I thought that you might need maybe like more of a vaster scene for it. Yeah, sure. To make sure. it work better. Mm-hmm. No, I would agree. Yeah. Okay, so you shot with HP five. Where did, did you take? Where did you take these images? Uh, these were taken at Fort Casey and Fort, I think it's Abbey, on Whidbey Island, just northwest of Seattle, last yes. weekend. Okay. Um, uh, that is a a pre World War Two and post a little bit, or mostly World War Two fort. They were uh, <laughs> the huge cannons were mounted there. Uh, as, as protection against, um, or, or protecting the, the, the Seattle, basically, the, the ports in Seattle. Okay. And it was a network of uh, four main forts and a few smaller ones. Ooh, so you got tunnels. There are lots of tunnels in these forts. There's lots of Did, things. Can that... you go through them all, or? Yeah, it's all open to the public. Oh, that's so rad. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it's unlit. A lot of it's dangerous. You could, you could easily die there. It's 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 my kind of place. Did you make sure to bring water? No, I didn't bring water. It was just, I mean, the, there's a parking lot, and then you walk to the fort. It's it's pretty simple. There's nothing. Oh, okay. Nothing so no crazy. hikes or anything like that. I mean, no, I did I did a small hike. Oh, did you? Yeah. Where'd you hike? On on Fort Ebby, it's on a bluff. Oh, is that the really cool beach you showed me? Mm-hmm. And so I looked down oh, a couple hundred feet. And like, oh, I wish I could get down there. So I found a, uh, um, not a path. Uh, it was kind of like a, a place where water runs down, like a stream okay. bed. And okay. I sort of tripped my way along there and kind of slid <laughs> the last, I don't know, 30 feet. Uh, which made getting up seemed fairly impossible at the time but at the time i was like oh my god i have this whole rocky beach all to myself yeah and that's that's, amazing it's amazing all to myself the curve of the beach it was a a, a, look like a little point break to me okay actually (laughs) i definitely think that there's waves there at some point yeah there were not i mean i don't know from waves but uh it seemed small as as you a a surf uh, person would say it seemed small okay um and and so i I didn't really pay much attention to the waves uh which is probably unfathomable to you yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's interesting though because things like that would be one of the first things that i would look at yeah, when I go. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously that's the first thing. I mean, you go to a, a, an, an ocean or a beach, in this case, the Puget Sound, it's not, not an ocean. But yeah. you, you, the first thing you do notice is the water. It, it is pretty pretty present. 
it is it is a beach. But this is interesting. The location is interesting because you it does in a way feel like the ocean. It is salt water. There are waves. But when you look straight out, you're looking onto the Olympic Mountains. You're looking onto these gigantic snow-capped peaks. You're looking west. So, you know, it was in, later in the afternoon. The sun was westering, as they say. And it was going towards these gigantic Olympic mountains. Ooh. It was a very interesting... I mean, I see it all the time in Seattle, but when you're that far, when you're that close to Seattle, the waves are almost nothing. It's, it's basically like a lake. But this yeah. is still pretty close to the mouth of the sound. So you're going to get okay. waves. Yeah. It just has to be the right direction, which I think it's a, probably a northwest swell, I'm assuming. Yeah, probably. I'll look more into it. Oh, I hope so. Oh, I will. Thank you. <laughs> you read my mind. But it was one of those places, and I'm sure you know a ton of these places with the beaches, but it was one of those places where as soon as you leave it, you miss it. Yeah. And you get home and you're just, it's a place that you long to go back to, like immediately. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I, I took, you know, a few photos of the beach. I think really only two. Uh, actually, I think some of them are on the, this film that I'm washing right now. Yeah, I'm, I just, I, I almost went back today. Oh, really? How's, how's the weather been? Uh, it was actually pretty nice today. I probably could have had a really, it was, a, but it's one of those where you have like really dark skies and sun at the same time. Oh, cool. It's it's that time of year in Seattle, and so we're getting some amazing skies, some really good light, and I'm shooting. I didn't shoot today, but I'm shooting over the winter, and Yay. that's you know that's because of the podcast, because of you. I, I and and you forget that 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 feeling and that that tingly feeling in your chest. Yeah. And it's that you know it's that feeling like oh my god I'm I'm doing <laughs> I was this like. I was like, you mean like, like breastfeeding, <laughs> like that tingle when like a baby cries? <laughs> um, probably not the same as that. Are you ready to, uh, are you ready to uh, film Flower? I'm looking at him. Oh, you're looking at him already. Wow, you are on the ball. I, I'm, I am. I'm just like, I'm just jibber You're just chatty cat, yeah, you're oh, just chatty goodness. cat over there. I'm like a couple of hens. <laughs> Wow, uh, Marley's Marley picked good. So both rolls came out. I should say the weathermatic looks like it's working magnificently. Oh, that's so great! I know. So I have this really great kind of like a submarine. You know, it looks like a yellow submarine camera. It's really oh, adorable. That's that's amazing. That's awesome. Oh, and when I opened up the door, too, there was no water in it, so that's a good sign. So hopefully it stays like that. It's always a good sign when you open up your camera and there's no water that comes out of it. Yeah. So what what is, what is the roll from? When is the roll from? It looks like it's when we lived up in Smooth River. Oh, okay. So this would have been when you were uh, late in your late teens? Yes. Okay. Yes. In the 90s. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I see uh, the blue ox. Oh, okay. In yeah. a shot, and I see uh, some coastline. Okay. And it looks like possibly like one of my my older sister's first places when she was going to Humboldt State. Oh, okay. Humboldt State. What's the uh, what's the mascot of Humboldt State? Uh, is it a lumberjack or is it a redwood tree? The fighting redwoods. <laughs> I know, right? And that is would be I you know an ideal time for. Uh, 
Kodak Gold Max. Oh, gold. perfect yeah. time for that. Yeah, the, the mid '90s, late '90s. That that's oh, that's like perfect. The '90 you, when you remember the '90s, your your brain actually transfers it to Kodak Gold. Yeah, it really does. It does. Yeah. So I have pulled my film. Ooh. Now with the six by seven back, you get ten shots per roll. I got nine that came out. That was the last roll that I took of the day, which means it's all Fort Ebby and the coastline. I'm so excited to see those. Yeah, I got I got three good coastline shots, and then uh, one inside this bunker that I found in the woods. This old, I think it was a, a, a meteorological bunker, or maybe something for the radar. It looked like on Return of the Jedi where the uh the empire had i know those little like those robot people that like no you they you, look like animal like long-legged like robot no, long things. That different movie okay no it looked like on endor where uh the oh, em- where i where the Kodak, the Kodak uh, gold max was shot that's true yeah well on endor they had that's where the uh shield generator was for the new death star and so they had a bunker that the good guys had to capture and destroy and so the outside of that place looked like the bunker in endor i see and that's the one with the furry teddy bears right uh yes yes, yes. that's the movie with the furry teddy bears so, yes, I got a shot from inside the bunker, and I metered the hell out of that. I did yeah. I did good. <laughs> I, I did good. Was it a long exposure? It was a minute-long exposure. Oh, wow, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the nice things about shooting. Well, you, you can do that with any, you know, with any camera. But uh, with this, since you have an aperture that can go as tiny as f64, you can do these minute-long exposures with 400 speed film yeah it's it's fun well it's fun and then also like if you're worried you you don't have to waste the sheet if you have this back so that that's kind of cool too that's true kind of experiment a little bit more or maybe shoot a few more images in a spot maybe you wouldn't necessarily want to waste a whole sheet on yeah that's true so yeah that seems like you have a bunch of possibilities of new things that you could kind of work on with your camera, which is always exciting and fun and neat. Yay. Yay. I do. Yes. So this is the first time on Dev Party where all of our <laughs> film came out. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah, this is the first time. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, I definitely don't want to tell everybody how easy it is to develop in C41. So I want to go hang up my negatives. Okay. I'm just really curious on the old photos. Yeah, it would be too. You'll share some? I will. Cool. All right. Well, I guess that does it for the fourth episode of Dev Party. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us. All right. Thanks for listening. We will see you in a week with the main episode. Goodbye. Bye.